I don't want to scare anyone, but I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. And if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Camp Crystal Lake is jinxed. He's got a death curse. Some folks claim they've even seen him right in this area. Who's that? Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? The girl who survived that night at Camp Blood, that Friday the 13th, she claimed she saw him. Boy, is he dead too? We didn't find any boy. Then he's still there. Legend has it that Jason saw his mother beheaded that night. Then he took his revenge. A revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters his wilderness again. Jason was my son, and today is his birthday. That's a good boy. Good Jason. Jason's out there. You know we, you know we've never mentioned that. That goes without saying. Well, I know, but it's kind of you know staple here. <laughs> um, we're about to talk about the hockey mask, so we got to get this staple out of the way. Uh, and also, there was another thing that I sort of um, regretted not talking about um, on the last podcast when we did one and two of Friday the Thirteenth, and that was the similarities to Cycle. You know, uh, obviously, you know we talked about the, the score being similar to Cycle, but also. Basically, Jason's backstory, you know, with the motherly obsession thing. Well, it's it's not even motherly. It's more it's reverse psycho. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they they've kind of played on that, just reverse the roles, mm-hmm. um, and that's where the mama comes in because in her mind, it's killer mommy, killer yeah. mm-hmm. is what she says as Jason. Tell tell tell, ma 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 type thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, then uh, Victor, not Victor, sorry, Henry Manfredini. Yes, just did the the two the two, two the two letters in each word kill K I and M A, and the so, uh, but yeah, um, we left you, and don't worry because thanks to in Friday Thirteenth Standard, they always let you know what <laughs> happened in the episode beforehand. Last time on Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love when they do that. God love them. <laughs> oh, just in boy. case you know now the one thing we talked about with Friday 13th and they still get it right here they take the money not all of it obviously it's paramount they invest a little more change into the into the budget yeah they put it into it yeah they always focus on that they always give back to the film that gave them the money and I appreciate that with paramount now in this one, they decided to put the money into 3D. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was, it was the biggest mistake they did for this film. I think the problem with doing it 
it became a crutch. They focused more on stupid 3D shots rather than some good gore that got wasted. I've never seen it in 3D. Only in 3D. I saw, I saw it in 3D. I had the 3D glasses when it came out on DVD and Blu-ray. They had a, you know, 3D version as well. I don't like 3D uh, anyway. I find it a, a distraction. Oh, most people don't. I mean, look at it. It came again and left right real quick. Yeah. Uh, but I, I get why they went for it. And I, I respect it. Because of the success of this, again, $32 million, $37 million, actually, I think it made, um, one of the highest grossing Friday 13ths, is because of the fact that they were honoring, like, uh, House of Wax, which is one of my mm-hmm. favorites, and uh, Dial M for Murder, and Creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. All these were 3D, and they kind of and there's this new camera that came got introduced, and Friday Thirteenth Part Three is the first one to use the first 3D actual camera. Mm-hmm. It's called the Mark's 3D system, and it's kind of a neat little thing. Um, I'm not sure how 3D works, but I think this one cuts out the fact where you have to merge film over film, negative over. Yeah. I, I'm not sure how 3D, but I think it's I don't know. Combining. I'm saying yeah, but I I don't know myself. I've never had any interest in it. Yeah, neither have I. But it's combining two cells together, two film cells together, and giving you that 3D look. Mm-hmm. One's a negative, one's a positive, or something like that. Well, this camera takes that away. Right. The problem with the 3D system is when you watch this movie now, a lot of it's blurred. Yeah, it looks because shit. they yeah, so it looks like they're not doing their job. Characters are out of focus. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it doesn't destroy the film, but a lot of viewers who don't understand this was once 3D are going to be like, "What the what? Mm-hmm. This is kind of cheap shooting." And it's not. It's just the unfortunate happenings. If you make a 3D movie using a 3D camera, yes. See, if they were using the traditional way, I just said it, overlapping the cell film, whatever it is, you could just remove one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and use the the actual film they shot with, and that would you wouldn't have this blurred. But because they shot the whole film in this 3D camera, this is what we get. Yeah. Uh, so this time around, we got Richard Booker, God rest his soul, passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He played Jason. He's actually my favorite Jason. He's pretty good. No, yep. No, no as good. far as Jason goes, like you know. Yeah. But you know what? I liked him. Uh, the heavy breathing. Uh, you know. He, well, well he's, he's, more, got he's, the, he's got the physical the physicality for it. He's got the stealth mode going, which I like what they played with this film. Uh, so that was nice. Uh, get a little different perspective. Now, we've got some funny backstory in this one. I don't know what's with Friday 13th and Killing Snakes. I love it. Yeah. You it's, about, <laughs> do you hear about this? Oh, well, I know, they, but the, the Savini thing, like, yeah. No, 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 no. They, they, they killed the snake. We talked about that in the original. Yeah. But in this one, they were in, they had they, they, they shot in California. Yes. So they found this area, which looks nothing like Crystal Lake, by the way. That's not even a lake. What is that? Is that like a pond? It's just um, like a, a bit of water, a puddle. <laughs> so what they did was they had problems with rattlers. And so they had... People with guns who are experts shooting rattlers, right? <laughs> so they'd be filming and you hear, oh, Jim's just got a rattler. Another one's pet the dust. Yeah, I love it because I fucking hate snakes. <laughs> like Indiana Jones. Uh, 
let's just jump into this. Mm-hmm. Uh boy. Let's just what well, work the, for Friday. This elaborate plot, let's jump into it. <laughs> well, there's not really a plot exactly. either, really, is there? No, no. It's the execution. Pardon the pun. Yeah, I was gonna say pun intended. So one and two play a lot like uh, other films that are out there. A good sequel, you can actually remove the credits from the second one and put them as one film. Yes, I think one and two could play off like that. Yeah, I think that works. You know, it's got that you know that old school still has that grindhouse kind of feel, the graininess of some of the film, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, almost you know, there's that sort of. Almost, you know, sitting there in a moat sort of woods and the, you know, the barn and stuff. You know, it, it, there's a difference between Friday 13th 1 and 2, which are hokey. We'll give you, we'll say it's hokey, but it's fucking good fun. These guys turn hokey into, pardon the pun, camp. And that is part three's downfall. The Uh, camp, mm -hmm. the the, the tongue-in-cheek, the acting is worse. Um, I mean, the acting's not exactly stellar throughout, but... No, I don't no, 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 You're completely off. The acting in this is the worst of all the Friday 13ths. This is really bad. It's not up against much competition, to be fair. <laughs> no, that's... Well, I know, but I think we're a little hard. I think Amy Steele and mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon. I mean, at least there you got actors who came in... Well, Betsy Palmer, of course, stuff. is Betsy great. Palmer. And, and, you you know, they, they all went on to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know anybody <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's start off with the fucking disco music. Yes, yes. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's uh, just, it's pure cheese. Um, Keats, yeah. It's like um, Freddy the 13th Night Fever. <laughs> Jesus, it's so bad. Harry Manfredini, they interviewed him. He goes, what was he? He goes, I didn't do it. Yeah, it doesn't sound like uh, uh It was some group, they, they got to do it. He doesn't sound like he's very pleased about it. <laughs> Uh, the score still holds up. The regular score yeah. in the film, you know. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. I like the gro- I, I genuinely like the groovy. Oh, N- not for the reasons that they intended. It's just it's so sort of, it's camp, it's kitsch, it's cheesy. Yeah, and but the problem is, here's the problem of doing this. Yeah. You could have got away with this after part six, when part six mm-hmm. shows up. Okay? But one through five... Excluding three, obviously, they're more, I guess you could say, grounded, but and they're gory and they can be creepy and and just have they have a style. Yeah, you have put this in the middle of that mix, it's so a, now this this is now the redheaded stepchild. It it, it it sets the tone in the wrong way right from the off. It's, it's like, like making Empire Strikes Back a comedy. Yes, yeah, it sets a tone straight away. They saying. Um, no, in retrospect, we obviously know it's a bit of a cheese fest anyway. But at the time, I'm sure it was like, you know, what what the fuck's going on here? Is this like a parody or whatever? You know, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a bit. It would have been a bit jarring, but I sort of enjoyed it for different reasons, I suppose. Yeah, I found my, I found my, I, I, I mean, I, I did, I wasn't sitting there dancing, but I felt myself nodding, you know, <laughs> yeah. like to the beat with my with my toes. It's groovy. I was oh, waiting yeah. for John Travolta jumping up, jumping out, and you know, I was waiting for. Jason to show up in a fucking white polyester suit. <laughs> yeah. Dressed like a pimp. <laughs> <clears throat> Jesus. All right, so we got Shelly. 
Debbie, Chris, Rick, Vera, Andy, the Podheads. Yes. The kid, the badass gang, Chili Fox and Ali. <laughs> they're, they're the most <laughs> unconvincing <laughs> badasses ever. You know what I mean? Uh, oh. And we, we have our boy, Jason. So, uh, well, the only, we know the opening sequence is pretty much the, the ending of the last one. Yes. Oh, boy. So, hey. So, did you catch? They let you know Paul died. Yes. In the smart move. Because I was confused. We were talking about that. So, well, the they news reporter. Realized, you know. Yeah, the, the news reporter on the TV. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, is the director, Steve Miner. Yeah. He says in the news report, as the girl's watching, there was no survivors. Eight people were killed at the you know at the campsite. Yeah. So this takes place. This opening scene takes place the same night as as uh, Fire Thirteenth Part Two. It's the next night. Oh, sorry, the opening scene. Yes, the opening scene does. Yes, yes. this is the si- yes. And then when we meet the idiots, mm-hmm. that's Saturday the fourteenth. Yeah. So we meet these two dipshits. That kind of run a convenience store. Yeah, uh, sorry, it wasn't was a bad intro. They kept continuity because when you, I liked how they kept Jason in the background, even though we kind of know what he looks like. I mm-hmm. kind of like keeping him in the shadows because we get plenty of them in the second act. <clears throat> yeah, so he's more stealth mode here. I do like he's wearing the same outfit he wore in part two the same night. Yes, you know I look for that. Oh yeah, and he gets his continuity. He gets his, yep, he gets his new outfit from the clothesline, mm-hmm. obviously. Because he, he, when he puts it on, when we see him on it, he's too small for him. <laughs> kind of like that. So they get their desk. We get the really bad 3D with the snake with the string. It looks so, so bad. such a fake snake as well. Yeah. It, didn't, it was obvious. And, it, was, yeah. it was like a toy snake. Yeah. And then she's putting the pole up for the mm-hmm. laundry and you, the pole's in your face. Yeah. Problem is, they didn't use this properly. If you're going to do 3D gore, I'll be the horror... You give us the 3D gore. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't need to see fucking juggling <laughs> and fucking, you know, all this popcorn popping and all this. this yes. It's cheats. Like, to me, that's cheating. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do it, do it right. But, you know what? We don't talk about the 3D, I think. I think we both agree that it doesn't work. No, I mean, see, when I was watching it, my brain was and I mean, I barely remembered. I knew, obviously, I knew it was in 3D, but it didn't affect my viewing of it at all. I have to, I'm not so honest. I can sort of suspend my imagination with certain things, especially older films and series and stuff, where there's maybe ropey effects and stuff, and that'll just go right over my head. You know, I don't mind that. Okay, no, I mean, I, like I said, it's not, uh, it's not destroying it. What's what's killing this film mostly to me, and is the acting. It's just so bad. The acting, I mean, and, and to, to be honest, the lack of plot. Um, but it is a Jason film. No, so. no, there's no plot. You don't need a plot. Yeah, there's not really meant to be a plot, but then at the end, you could argue there's not meant to be good acting either. But yes, it is. It's it's almost no. it's borderline. It's borderline unintentional comedy with the, some of the acting, especially the badass gang who are like the least fucking badass gang. They're not exactly Mad Max. You, you know? obviously haven't met Rick. That guy <laughs> is the worst actor. No, of I know. all time. Yeah. yeah. So we talked about Texas Chainsaw here not too long ago. Yes. And we talked about the most annoying character in horror film history, mm-hmm. which was Franklin. Yes. I don't know. I think we have, might have him beat. <laughs> they're actually they're actually very similar. Yeah, Shelley. Mm-hmm. Oh my He's god! He's just annoying. Yeah. Just what is with this? I mean, it. I feel sorry for the guy. 
you know, Larry Zerner or somebody played him just because it's so badly written. Yes. He, be, he behaves like a child. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, was he mentally ill or? I mean, well, it's just like, I don't think he was written that way, but it comes across, I don't think it was intentionally written that way, but it comes across that way. I think he was just a bit sad and a bit of a, a loser and he was like the butt of the joke. He's meant to be the comic relief, but he's almost oh. like, I think you, I suppose you can sort of feel sorry for him a bit as well, but he's so annoying. You sort of <laughs> no, yeah, no, you want him dead. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing good about him is that he gives us the mask. Yeah, that, well, this is it. That's he. He the the mask originates from him. But who wears a hockey mask with a harpoon gun and a fucking or a spear gun and a <laughs> wetsuit? Who brings that to a camp? Yeah. Well, well, let's just, he, he was sure, well, from the off, he was like playing stupid jokes on them, and he thought this was hilarious to scare the girls, you know? Look, let me ask you this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say no, and I think the producers were heading this way, and you can tell there's some editing issues, and I'm glad they kind of pulled away from it. I don't think it's what happens. Mm-hmm. They kind of hinted that Jason raped Chris. Yes, but and it, it's the not explicit. Yeah, the producer said, "We no, we never went that path." It would have jarred. It, no, Jason's not a rape. He just killed. That's he what kills. I said. That's what I'm saying. I'm a, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying it would have jarred if that had have happened. Because oh, I'll okay, tell you okay. why. There, there were there would have been no motivation apart from I don't know. He's a bit sort of he's basically backward and and you know maybe sexually aggressive or whatever. Uh, but he has no. There was no. There's no. There was nothing in the previous films or the story leading up to that that would have suggested Jason was a rapist. So I'm glad that it didn't. It sort of suggests it if you read, you know, a lot into the subtext. Or it's a, I can't believe we're talking about subtext in Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but but it is it is a little bit suggested. But um, um, I'm glad it's not explicit or or it's like overdone because it doesn't really suit the character. Because it doesn't make any sense. In, like yeah. in the last one, you saw Terry skinny dipping the whole time, gorgeous Terry, mm-hmm. and he doesn't do anything. The, so the suggestion he's not a, is, uh, yeah, the suggestion is, he, especially in the early films, is that Jason is basically like the mind of a child, and so he's not he's not really sex, he doesn't think sexual thoughts. If you know what I mean, or that's the way. Yeah, I, exactly. You know. So I don't, I, I'm. They don't really tell you how she how she escaped, which is yeah. pretty stupid. Uh, yes, Jason, that, that that fucking jarred for me a lot. So it did, and I was just like, "Well, how did how did she survive it? You know what I mean? It's not explained." And that's did her dad save her, or did Jason decide to let her go, or you know what happened? We want to know, you know. You know, you know what this is missing. I can't believe we're saying this. Screenwriter, we're we're, we're missing Ron Kurtz, who yeah. goes who who helped Victor Miller with the first one, and he wrote the second. Mm-hmm. So this is new screenwriters on board. And yes. it took three screenwriters to put this together. I was like, "Come on, you could, you know, they should do it the Friday Thirteenth, which wouldn't be bad." Mm-hmm. And what they should do is always put a red herring, in, like they did it with obviously Part One, mm-hmm. or you know, give us some kind of a mystery. It could be a side story, like there's yes. burglars, not this bad gang. <laughs> this is horrible. Give us something else that you that you could throw us off on, like robbers or something. And here's what I don't get. Camp Chris, like they even say it in the fucking movie, is tiny, and all the and the cops are all eight bodies have just been found up the road, <laughs> and that one cop comes up to them and goes, "Okay, this guys, might be a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, you might want to even have we're gonna leave a cop outside your door just to make sure you know 
everything goes smooth. My impression was, though, that this isn't actually... That this film and the next one aren't actually set at Camp Crystal they Lake. Are. They're they set are. near... No, no, they're, they're set near it. They're, no. they're, I think they're, but they're, they're set in beside the lake, in the same lake, but it's not the actual same camp. It's, it's just, not the same it, camp, it's, it's the same lake. Yes. It's still, yes, that's, that's, still, yes, that's, that's, that's still a, a territory that should be covered by the police. When you have eight dead lake, bodies. It's not Camp Crystal Lake. No, no, it's Crystal Lake. Um, yeah, Crystal Lake, but not Camp Crystal Lake. <laughs> yeah, why? Would I say camp? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, Mr. Fucking Pig. I think you did anyway. Bastard. I love when, I love when uh, Vera and Shelly decided to go to the store. And, yes. And for some reason, it was, it was so badly executed. When, oh, when, when, oh, when, when Vera's awful. buying the food... She goes, oh, Shelly, yeah. you have any money? We don't take no food yeah. stamps. <laughs> yeah, oh no, it, it, it's really ropey and badly done. And then the badasses come along and it makes it even worse. You know, when it's like, it's just like such a, it, it, there's no tension in the scene. It's just, it's, it's borderline comical, uh, unintentional comedy, you know. Uh, and then um, Shelly, like fucking um, in the car, runs over it's their so motorbikes. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then your man's chasing up them up the road. He's going, I'll fucking get you. I'll get you back. <laughs> I mean, oh. when they go, the bikers going to get revenge. So stupid. We're going to we're going to burn down their barn. And so, yeah, you have her going wee, and she's she's swinging, going wee, like they can't see the gang. You know, playing fun time in, in the thing. Yeah. But what I don't get that these deaths were so cheap and boring. She's found hung with the pitchfork in her neck, yeah, and he pitchforks her. It's all about the the fucking the the fucking handle of the weapon, rather than actually about the weapon. Mm-hmm. What they should have done, yeah. Apart from the harpoon, the, the deaths are pretty um, meh and boring. Uh, but sh- but what I I just feel like they should have used something like him coming at us with the machete, yeah, swinging at us, and you're like, whoa, that would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they have done that? It is a bit lazy. Maybe it was to do with the, the 3D, as you mentioned earlier. Maybe they couldn't get the proper shot. I don't know. I mean, I'm just sort of clutching at straws here. I don't know. But yeah, they were a bit, they were very bland and very, you know, shrugged the shoulders. And then another thing wasted. And it's mentioned in like a half sentence in the beginning of the film. Brenda's pregnant. That's right. But it's never mentioned again. Yeah. And she gets slaughtered. She gets Kevin Bacon style. Yeah. Um, yes, I know. know. Yeah. That should have been played. You want to? The problem is this film's so camp. They probably had more to do with that. Mm-hmm. But then they they're probably watching the dailies, and they mm-hmm. said, you know what? We've camped us so much. We can't mm-hmm. throw in. We can't mention the pregnancy again because that's it's just a, it's it's a, a bit thrown together. But then they should have cut the pregnancy out all together in editing. Uh, it's just it's randomly thrown in at the start. Oh, I'm pregnant, but it has no relevance to the plot as it goes on whatsoever. <laughs> it's just what you right? know what they Pre- could have done. It doesn't make any sense. You know what they could have done? Mm-hmm. It's Brenda and Chris are still the ones left. And Chris mm-hmm. gets it, and she ends up surviving. Yeah. That would have been... A, there's a little twist. Mm-hmm. You think the femme fatale, you know, Chris is going to make it, but she's yeah. the one who gets it, and the pregnant one survives. That would have yeah. been all right. Mm-hmm. And then Jason raises the baby. <laughs> um, yeah, with Freddy and Pinhead, three, three, three uh, monsters and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah. I see it. Yeah, I'd watch it. Um, well, I like the Tom Savini Fangoria um, reference. Yeah, 
Well, he he's back for the facts again. So and the next one, or was he in this one? No, he I wasn't in this one. He wasn't for this. Are you sure? No, I don't think he returned till the next one. You might be you might be right because Savini would have mentioned the mask. Mm-hmm. And he has it. Any... has it. It was the three D guys who figured right. to do to, 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 to put the hockey mask in. Right. No, everyone's taking credit for it. Yeah. Well, the mask does make sense in that you know Jason's deformed, so he's like in some sort of you know deep down he is in some way subconscious about his facial deformities, especially whenever he's seeing all these beautiful people, these lovely good-looking girls and these, you know, um, sort of stud-type, you know, jock-type guys. So it does make sense that he would cover his face. But uh, for me, personally, I think they were just looking an iconic type of look for him, just like Michael Myers had before him. Yeah, that could be right. I'm still a fan of the knapsack. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, it's, think it's, I think it's creepier. But I it's get more realistic. what I get what you're saying. I don't think they did it because it was going to be the new thing. I don't. I don't think they did it because it's Michael Myers. I think they literally just said, "What are we going to do?" And mm-hmm. the 3D guys, rumor has it, were big hockey fans, right? And they said, "Let's do this." And mm-hmm. so put the mask on, and they said, "Okay, let's go for it." Mm-hmm. I don't think they realized that it would become this symbol, iconic thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Still, it works though. It works. Ah, uh, where do we go? Rick's eyeball scene was horrible. You can see the fucking straw. Oh, it, it, it's, just... it's, I mean, I cut it on, but it's obviously a ping pong ball or something, like with a fucking eye drawn on it. <laughs> I know. Um, no pop it, it, Yeah, it's really fucking hokey. Now, the harpoon gun um, scene isn't very the, good. It, it, it's it's all right. It's not great. You mean you can, it's obviously a dummy again? Whereas, no, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah they really shot her. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, I know what you mean. It's it's makeup. Yes. Yes, makeup. And the first, and also what I can say, Jason's first um, thing to do with the mask on. So it's, it's cool in that way as well, in retrospect. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the first main death with the mask on. I knew. Oh no, I knew it was obviously makeup. But I, I the, the makeup on her eye, whenever it's in her eye. I didn't find too convincing. I still uh, like. I don't care. I, I like no, that. I like it. I still like the, the scene, and I still I love it. I think. It, well, I don't love it, but I think it's very good and very well done. But um, the um, yeah, the eyeball popping out with the guy. You know, it was like he basically Jason just squeezes his head, and his fucking eyeball pops out. That would be better <laughs> if you actually had the mannequin they used when he was squeezing yeah. the head, and not make it three D and have that eyeball fly out with some blood. That yeah. would have been cooler. But the string and the you can see it's just so bad. You see the mouth off. Yeah, it's. I mean, don't get me wrong. I enjoyed it. What it is, I mean, I'm not gonna. Because it was che- it was cheesy. It was cheesy silliness. Yeah. Yeah, but that's see, that's to me, that should be in a Friday Thirteenth at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but now, like most Friday Thirteenths, are very successful with. I do like the chasing between Chris and Jason. I think it's pretty good. It's not bad. Not bad. Um. I love how if you're so far the leads in all the Friday Thirteenth, Rick. Paul and Steve, you don't want to be a lead in Friday Thirteenth film if you're a guy because you're you're not making it. Well, see, this is the thing um, with the way Friday the Thirteenth will often be accused of sexism and stuff, you know. Because, but to me, the male and female characters are treated just the same. They're all treated pretty shitly. They all get their kid off. They're all horny. They're all um, basically bland and poorly written, and they all get really gruesome deaths. So. Uh, I think it's pre- It's not sexist, and it's pretty even-handed in that it treats them all like shit. <laughs> you know what you know works, too? During the chase scene, the nice scene where she's in the 
the uh, in the uh, hamper or not hamper. I keep seeing hamper. She's in the closet, the hallway closet. Yes. And he's coming with the axe, and she mm-hmm. stabs him in the hand. And yes, that's a pretty nice shot. And you yes. can hear him scream. Yeah, because you don't yeah. hear him scream at all. Well, and he's then, still human uh, at this point. Exactly. And then yeah. when she gets him the knee again, he goes down mm-hmm. screaming. So yeah. I like that. I like the yeah. fact he's human. And that's he's not a superhuman zombie yet. That's still yes. the comp. And yeah, we'll, we'll be getting. This is where my this is to me. Friday Thirteenth one through four. Mm-hmm. Um. So I like the that he is human. Uh, it's kind of like for me playing on the Marvel superheroes. I like superheroes that are kind of real people. Yeah, like Batman and stuff. Although yeah. it's not Marvel, that's DC. But yeah, same but here. You, but at the end of the day, he, 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 he you know, um, I love. And then after he yeah. stabs her, he t- after she stabs him, he's t- a nice, another nice shot where he takes the blade out and he throws at her, and she's right next to it as the blade hits her right next to the door. Mm-hmm. That's a nice little shot too. And you yep. know what's great about this yes. whole chase scene? Yeah. There's no 3D. Mm-hmm. They didn't focus on any of the stupid little oh look the the, the popcorns no more gimmicks it's they just no more on the chase and it's nice. Mm-hmm. Well, tell me this: what was the point of, uh, of the fucking stoner characters apart from just being fodder for Jason? They were just fucking pointless. There's oh, nothing Chi-Chi to do. Chong. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Again, I didn't even mention them. I put just two idiots. At least the bikers as ropey as they were. At least they actually had something to do. Same as Shelley. Shelley's it's basically Shelley's one of the main characters, as annoying as he is. But the stoners were just pointless. Yeah. Almost as pointless as a pregnancy that randomly disappears and is never or mentioned having, again. Or seeing Shelley again with his yeah. r- his throat ripped open. First of all, how the fuck how the fuck do you walk from the barn? <laughs> but that was good the way I liked that because it was like the boy who cried wolf. Because um, for all the jokes, all the, the dickhead jokes that he did previously on them, then whenever it's like it really happens to him, they don't believe him. <laughs> you know? It's... Yeah, but they're, I don't know. I wanted more blood, and mm. I rather that happened in the barn where he got it because there's no yeah. way he's walking from the barn to like with a fucking throat ripped open like that. I know. Yeah, that's what I mean. But yeah, I'm being, I'm being nitpicky. I love the Jason showdown, and Ali mm. survived the, the bludgeoning that he got in the barn. He he puts up yeah. a fight with Jason, but he ends up getting it <laughs> within three seconds. He eventually gets it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, she hangs him and then sticks him with the axe in the face. Uh, nice death. Uh, yep. I liked it. I like the ending. I like the, the final scores. They do a little cheat. Now, the best part about the cheat, besides you know the mom coming up, they did say, they did say this. This whole ending was a dream. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, well, including the, the yeah, because how's the mom gonna have her head body back? <laughs> but, oh no, yeah. But it was good to see the mom back and a wee cameo. Yeah, but I do like I do like the shot where during the dream, she's mm-hmm. she's in the boat, whatever. Well, that's and, obviously a reference to the fir- the the end of the first film. Of course, you know? of course. Yeah. And then so she sees Jason in the window with his yes. head fucking. That's up really bloody. creepy. That that's creepy as hell. And he's yes. trying to get out the window, and, and he, he runs come, down the stairs. Yeah, he runs down the stairs, and you yeah. see him coming. That's I, fucking in, creepy. In fact, I would go as far as saying the best horror moment in this film is is that dream sequence with Jason up in the barn looking down at her in broad daylight and running down. She's in the boat, and then the mom jumps out of the um you know the water. That's the the best and probably scariest, more most best horror scene in the entire film. Yeah, I'll give you Jason wise for 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 creepiness factor. I'm not saying it's yeah. a, you know, the best. I do like when he when he, he people don't when, die anyway in it, but 
Yeah, when he it's fucking, a dream sequence. I do love when he cuts Andy in half. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's right. That was a pretty good death. Um, but yeah, at the end, she's back in the hospital because she's clearly lost the plot this time. Mm-hmm. And with her last story, and took her all the time to rehab from it, she's not coming mm-hmm. out. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, she's lost the plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, $37 million on a $2.5 million budget. They mm-hmm. did say this was it. They weren't going to do any more, but... Alas. Guess what? <laughs> That's right. Dun, 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 dun. Surprise, surprise. Part four. This one the now. Final chapter. Yeah, and I agree. Until the next one. <laughs> no, I agree. This is, I own one through four. Yeah. Um, so. Can I just I, say as a side note to this? Um, see the poster um, and the video cover for this one, for the final chapter. I was fucking obsessed with it as a kid. For some reason, it really fucking like haunted me, and but in a good way. It was so vivid. It's basically um, just Jason's mask with like the blood surrounding it. It was just so as a kid, as a small kid, that really sort of yeah. And there's a machete, me. machete through the eye. That's it. Yes, that's yeah. right. And I always remember that in the video shop. And it was it always anytime I went into the video shop, I always had a look at that. You know that that um, cover. You know what I mean? Because it all that poster, you know, cover of the of the video was it always just really sort of captured my imagination. So so quite scary looking, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know the covers of all the movies are actually pretty good. No oh, why? Um. So yes, Friday Thirteenth is done. That is it. Frank McCusu Jr., who's been running most of the franchise, has decided. Listen, let's end it. Let's give it a final chapter. And he's right. We need something mm-hmm. to end it on a high note. Um, so he says, let's close the doors on Jason with Friday 13th part four, final chapter. Mm-hmm. And they got Justin Zito on board who worked with Tom Savini before in a, in a very popular yes. slasher film called the Prowler. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's nice to bring him, bring him in the mix. This is the first time taking away from Cunningham and Steve Miner, the original mm-hmm. team. Yep. And, and it looks, it's a very different looking very, film. We talked about how, Again, I know it's a repeat, broken record, but again, putting more money into the film mm-hmm. from the making from the money they took from the last film and adding it to this one. The budget on this one is better, and it shows just from the beginning shot. Yes, but I'm going to say something that takes away from it um, because I with the, the Friday the Thirteenth films, I want the more tone and the more grindhousey feel of the earlier ones, and not it, it, to me, it's a bit too slick. All right, that's production fair wise, that's you fair know, enough. and you're a jerk. So let's yeah. move on. <laughs> no, no, because I think it it, it sets a different tone, and it, it, this is the end when we start to creep into sort of parody, sort of Jason's um, an unstoppable. Um, no, 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 territory. no, 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 no. We don't. No, no we don't. See, that, is, start to- that is completely, oh, completely the opposite direction they went to, and I'm telling you right now, on this podcast, that Friday Thirteenth Part Four, the final chapter, is the best in the franchise. Can I say? Hands can I say? Down, no, no. Let me speak. Let, let me speak here. Let me finish my statement. Can I finish my statement? Got to interrupt my statement. Why you got to interrupt my statement? <laughs> so I'm telling you now, this is company directed, company beautifully shot. Tom Savini's effects are through the roof. It has by far the best killings, and I mean by far, and and. It's got Marty McFly's dad in it, <laughs> and <laughs> just, yeah. and we got some good acting finally. Right? Can I just 
um, jump onto that. See, you took me the wrong way there. I like this film, and I think it's a very good horror film. Um, but one thing, the only thing, the main negative I would have would be it's a little too slick looking in terms of tone and aesthetic look and feel. However, because I preferred the more gritty sort of grindhousey feel of the previous ones. However, I'm not knocking it. Overall, I do like it, and I think it's a, a lot going for it. Now I'm going to be comparing massive apples to oranges here. And you're kind of saying, <laughs> and I and I am agreeing, more well, the grindhouse alien feel where this is aliens. I said big, it, with, I said eighties, eighties. No, no. Let me kind of. All right. <laughs> you want that old, that old that old feeling that old school graininess feeling? Yes. Like alien, and this is aliens, which is mm-hmm. a more budgeted, big budget yes. extravaganza. So there's it's more polished. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what you're saying. Yes, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, sorry, I was got a bit mixed up there with what you were trying to say. But I yes, don't know, guys. Here you know. I think Trevor's. I think it's over, man. I've losing it. Trevor <laughs> doesn't like Friday Thirteen before. <laughs> here, I'm not the one comparing it to aliens. <laughs> I know. I, people listening to this conversation, they'll know what I meant. Yes. No. No. It, it is to the rest of the series what aliens is to alien. That's what you mean. Basically. Um. So, the opening sequence, <laughs> what I like about the opening sequence is it pretty much, well, you get this big montage, yes. which actually is our montage for the uh, our marathon here. Mm-hmm. And I love the, I do actually love this, man. It gives you all the deaths all the way up to now. And it's good, so, I, it's a good, of, yeah. yeah, it's not really a story. It's just, yeah, it's a good way of knowing this is the last one. Let's give you a final synopsis. And it works. It works really well. And the introduction, uh, the continuity of the barn, there's Jason with the axe in his head, and they take him away, and the cops are there, and they're, they're you know, they're doing their job, and yada, 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 and, you know. The Morgan and, Tenton, he's a sleazy, a sleazy bastard. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the opening scene yet. Oh, no. So, so they're taking the body away of Jason, and they're putting him in the ambulance, um, some nice, some nice dialogue there. The script's a little more sharper in this one, and so they end up. The last ambulance drives away, and the helicopters are uh, the helicopters above them, and you can see the the light of the helicopter. Yeah. Um, you know, focusing on the ambulance, and the ambulance uh, disappears into the woods as the light from the helicopter. The helicopter fades away, and then it's all blackness, and you just see the camp that we just visited. You know, yeah. in part three. Beautiful, the best setup. I one of the, you know, you know what, it, it kind of reminded me a bit of we talked about X, mm-hmm. and how you had that one shot of the barn, and then we we go outside the barn and we see yes. that's a lot bigger, lot bigger things to come. It's just kind mm-hmm. of kind of reverse version of that, mm-hmm. and but they put they put it closer in part three with that, and I loved how they did that. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, fair enough, yeah. I mean, it's 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 an it's an effective um, opening scene, and you know, it, it, you know, again, it follows straight on from the previous film. And then the shot, we'll talk about another shot. And I'm shocked Joseph Gito went on to do some Dolph Lundgren films, like Red Scorpion, I think he did, or something like yeah. that. But he never found his. But he does a lot of TV thing now. The guy could shoot some good stuff. Mm-hmm. And so there's a scene where you meet the the, the idiot doctor guy from Police Academy. And yes. <laughs> they put his body. By the way, is he still wearing the mask? <laughs> I don't know why he's wearing the mask. That's exactly, not ev- that's not evidence or anything. Exactly, but they, they, they would have taken that off. 
For, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, what, what the hell? So they put him in the meat locker, and he shuts the you know door. What do you call it? The meat coffin, the meat locker coffin where he would put the dead body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the slab basically. Yeah, and all you see the, the fridge thing. Yeah, you know? all you see it's in the dark now because we're we're in the body we're chasing. Mm-hmm. You, you can hear you can see the breath of the cold you know the cold from the freezer. Yeah, his breath. That's a god. That's a gorgeous shot. Mm-hmm. Knowing he's alive. And you're right. The doctor's death is probably the the second best death. I do like mm-hmm. this death. He just rips his fucking throat and rips his head around. <laughs> yeah. Awesome death. Really well done. Yeah, Tom. You you know, you know it's definitely Tom Savini. Oh yeah. Because the last one was bloodless. This was just. There's blood in this one. Oh, it was hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. They did. Uh, kudos. I wish we saw this kind of gore in part two. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the MPD part three on three. Well, three of them weren't going to give it. They were focusing on fucking... 3D nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Little rubber snakes and shit. <laughs> Ping pong balls so, popping out of people's eye sockets. <laughs> you wanted a subplot. You're getting one. It's the worst subplot in Friday 13th history. So, yeah, we have Jason. Bunch of corny teens going to the cabin. This time, we have a Kristen family. Glover. Yep, Chris McGlover. We have the family who's mm-hmm. next to him. Again, this takes place two days <laughs> after Friday the 13th. This is a Sunday now. This is Sunday, dun, 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 yep. the 15th. So, Rob is the mysterious camper, and you're yep. introduced to him. He's like, oh, I'm hunting bears. <laughs> oh, oh, Okay. <laughs> And Corey Feldman's very good in this. I will yes, very good Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. And he keeps questioning him. Like, what the fuck? You're not hunting bears in this. What? Anyways, we find out that Rob is searching for her sister, Sandra, mm-hmm. who was killed that Friday in part two. Yes. She was the one who got killed in the bed. The double killing. Yeah. All right. And he's got all these news, news, these clippings and stuff, and they're all old and faded. Let's have but it happened two ago. days ago. Yeah, where the fuck did you get all this from? Also, I did exactly. I also did laugh where like basically all this is happening on their all this has happened on their doorstep, and the mother character is sitting there in her house reading the newspaper. Um, and the headline says massacre. And she just like rolls her. She looks mildly concerned. Like, this is happening. This is like happening in her street, basically. What well, did you I know? just say this uh, with part three? Yeah, give us something. Yeah. Give us some cops coming up. Hey, kids, keep it down. Yeah. Make sure you stay together. Blah, blah, blah. It's like these kids are, are working a shift. So it's like, you know, yeah, we've got like like one day, you know, this bunch of horny teens are coming in and um, shagging and getting murdered. And then the next day, yeah, it's a new bunch. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but it's Friday 13th. We don't need a plot. We just want some yeah. good killing. And that's all we're going to be talking about here. Um, it's going to, I got it. I actually have a list of mm-hmm. the characters and how they die. Right. Here we go. I remember the deaths before I remember the characters' names. Trust okay. me. Okay. <laughs> we got Rob. We just talked about he's the main lead, but we know what happens to male leads. Yep. They get it. But when I first saw this when I was younger, I thought he was a pussy. Because mm-hmm. he goes, he's a badass, big badass, slumberjack man. And mm-hmm. then he goes down the basement, and there's Jason just whacking the fuck out of him. Yeah. And he dies. 
But I thought, and she runs, and then she runs back down to help him. I Trish, I do like the fact now that he's screaming, he's killing me. He's I think that's creepy. It's quite realistic. Yes. And, um, although I think it would have been better if he had been also a red herring, so there would have maybe were the like the kids, the young ones, you know, all would have suspected maybe he's Jason and he's the one doing the killings, and maybe it would have put this um, seed of doubt in the audience's head, or maybe he's so damaged because his sister was murdered, you know, yeah, um, a day and a half ago. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> yeah. what about the girl, the the random hitchhiker murder, uh, <laughs> the banana? Yeah, you know? that's awesome. That's a yeah. little comedy to it. Oh, wow. Pretty gross death, though. Mm-hmm. It's almost like it's almost like they've looked back over the film and say, "Yeah, there's not much happening here. Let's throw an extra death in." <laughs> you know? While well, you see, she's sitting in front of uh, Pamela Voorhees. Yeah. Oh, the grave, the gravestone. Yeah. Gravestone. I think this is the first film that mentions her first name, Pamela. In the series, she's just known as Mrs. Voorhees before then. I can't remember. I'm near certain. Remember. I've read that somewhere, like you know. Uh, so we got Samantha's death, the hot one, in the boat. That was a great yep. death when he, she uh, gets stabbed mm-hmm. underneath mm-hmm. the uh, the raft. Yep. You know, and through the back. Oh, you can tell you what, the MPAA lightened up with this one because it's gory. Um, yeah. She almost had hypothermia doing this scene. <laughs> right, did she? Yeah, and the stunt Skinny man, dipping? Yeah, it was uh, Ron White. No, what was the guy who played Jason... Uh, it doesn't really matter. It's fucking Jason. Don't know. But anyway, yeah. I know his last name is White. But he ended up telling the director says, "No, fuck you. You're gonna still do this." And she was shivering. So Jason told the director to go fuck himself. I'm walking off the right? set. I'm taking her with me, and she's gonna she's gonna warm up. Mm-hmm. So that was thought that was kind of neat. Jason yeah. Jason looking after her. Yeah. Zito was really strict on set. <laughs> and, no, I mean, in all fairness, that's something ballsy. You know, you're you're staying in there until you, you know mm-hmm. get this right. And, it uh, sounds like some William Friedkin would do. Yeah, but you know what though? It shows because the movie's quite competent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got Jimmy, who's played by uh, yeah, Crispin Glover. Brilliant, Martin. love him. Yeah. He's a he's a loony, just like his father. His father's it's, does too. His dancing is fucking brilliant. Oh God, this- he made that up. Yeah. Oh, oh, I had no doubt whatsoever that that was improvised because Crispin Glover is a genuine eccentric, like, um, you know, in real life. Well, yeah, Jimmy and Ted, the two friends there, you know, the whole dead fuck thing and all that, mm-hmm. that was yes. all improv. Most of your yeah. stuff was just, just it, go. Chris, Crispin it. Glover, especially in this, is a very good looking guy. So it, it sort of was hard to buy that he was such a sort of, like, uh, well, a dead fuck. <laughs> a dead fuck. Um,. His death was so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> he gets it per guy, gets a corkscrew in the hand. Yeah. He's looking for the corkscrew. He gets and then it. the knife in the face. Yeah. It's good death though. Oh, it's great death. Mm-hmm. And then he hangs him from the door. That's even yeah. better. And then Jason yeah, rips him door. down later. Yeah. Oh, do you see that? Oh, mm-hmm. so good. That was a good death. Uh the twins, they're very very nice. The twins are very cute. They were pretty annoying though as well. Yeah, they were just there for TNA. But I do like when they throw one out the window. <laughs> it was just awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just lands on top of the car. That was a nice little yes. stunt. A good stunt. Yeah, yeah. Because I was. I mean, I think you can sort of see that it's a dummy, but it, it's well done. You, you know, I mean, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty well done. And again, like I say, I I you know I don't I watch the um, 
the Jason films, the Friday the 13th films, for the characters' names or their backstory because they don't really have none and their names are unimportant. But what was the name of the the girl who's set up? She's like the good girl. She's set up as a sort of final girl, but she's not really. Sarah. Sarah, that's right. Yeah. She was quite good, I suppose, you know, and a bit yeah, annoying. The, the, acting was, the acting was all right. I mean... It was uh, better than what went before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, per, uh, Paul really gets it badly because he's kind of cheating on Sarah. Yeah. No, not yeah. Paul. Sarah's Paul's the with, one. Paul, Paul's with... Sarah, Paul, yeah. Doug, Doug is with Sarah. Yes, Doug gets a good in, in the shower. That is the... I would say one of the best deaths in all mm-hmm. of Friday the 13th. Yeah. When he, when he takes his hand, Jason, and just crushes his, his nose and his jaw. Oh, just... It's very violent. You hear the crunching and stuff. Oh, it is. Mm-hmm. This is their psycho scene. <laughs> Very, yeah. <laughs> very creepy, very, very gross, and just disturbing. But the guy that gets it is the other one who's the dick. Paul, um, get, Paul, who, who's trying, he's kind of cheating in the cinema. He's watching retro porn. Oh no, that's Ted. <laughs> Ted, right? Ted gets Sorry. it. He, he's Again. on hide. He's watching retro yeah. porn, and he gets the knife in the back of the head. Yeah, but yes. I like Paul's death. The guy who's kind of cheating on Samantha, who got in the boat because he goes to look for her with one of the twins. Yeah, yeah. and then he gets the groin shot. Oh. Yes, that's right. That's Ooh. right. Yeah. Well, it's poetic justice because he was sort of thinking with his dick the whole time, and he was, you know, I know they all were, but he had like basically thinking with his dick the two time her. So it was like, yeah, you know, you know, that's intentional, yeah. like you know. So you got again, again, <laughs> like all Friday Thirteens do. They have those nice little chase scenes, and again, you got a good one. This one's Tommy. This yeah. one you got the boy involved. You never see the mom's death, Mrs. Jarvis. Mm-hmm. Tommy, I really like the character of Tommy. I, I'll, I'll it's it's too make... bad they never really. We do meet Tommy in the next one, an older Tommy. Again, really fucking up a timeline. Yes. But this one is, yeah, because he's into horror, does really cool masks. I, now, I did find it hard to buy that um, that a kid of that age would make such elaborate well... masks that were. <laughs> you know, these are, hol- these are Stan Winston style masks, you know, and. You know what I mean? They even have, especially animatronics, you know, and all sorts. But whatever, it's Friday the 13th. I was all right with it. I went with it. You know, it goes to show the kids nuts, which is all right. But when he, when he, the final shot's but, the best bit with Tommy. But but we'll come to it later. When he when he shaves his head and uh, yeah, uh, he does that in like I, two I, seconds. He must be the best yeah, barber in the world. <laughs> no, no, no cuts or anything. Perfect. And he's he's fucking ripping through his fucking scalp with a razor blade. It's it's a burr blade. It's not like he's doing it with like a shears. Know what I mean? <laughs> I know. It's like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So he comes down. And he pretends to be Jason, and Jason thinks he's seeing himself. And I will say I love the death of Jason. I mean, yes. Jason's not coming back from this. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood. Well. <laughs> but, but but this was a good death to end for Jason. I mean, the machete through the eye, half the face, yep. and he falls on it. And, and then Tommy absolutely goes berserk. And you know, whenever he comes back, Tommy yeah. goes berserk and just. Uh, now, see that? That I think is the best, um, you know, part of the film because it's a real sort of. It shows that Tommy's crossed the line, and this guy's just a kid, and he's become. And then in that final shot where he um, hugs his sister, you see him like it's heavily suggested that he's a fucking he's he's a killer now, and he's going to be the new Jason because he he was he was always obsessed with all the dark horror stuff and all and all this here. So that would have been a great arc to properly explore, you know, in future films. I don't know that we're looking to wrap it up, but um, at this point, and, and it didn't. But um, that would have been a very 
dark and very deep road to go down. You know, we're basically like, this kid is completely fucked up and now he's a killer. So he is, you know, he's a new Jason. I think they couldn't really folk do that again or they wanted him back. Yes. And I know they got him back for fifth. But for very it's, camp... He's like older, much older. Back. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the time. no, no. They bring Coy back in the fifth. Oh, but then, but, 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 it's but like, he comes back in, in a later one, doesn't he? At the beginning of one of the films. That's yeah, the fifth one. The problem is they, they want to fuck the timeline, yeah. so he's not a teenager, and you couldn't do that with Corey at the time. Yes. Also, Corey was on fucking fire with all these films he the was doing, and all, and yeah. So, um, and, and kudos to him and his agent. Mm-hmm. They did come back to make a cameo, so I know he cared about the franchise. But I remember watching, and um, I haven't rewatched it yet for the podcast. But I remember at the time on video watching. One that begins with an older, I think it's the sixth one, that begins with an older Tommy Jarvis and Jason gets resurrected through being struck by lightning or something. That is part, that's part six. Yes, yes, uh, that's the one. Corey I, Feldman comes back for part five. Yes. Uh-huh. The next one, in the beginning. They actually yeah. filmed it because he was about to do Goonies. Mm-hmm. So they filmed it in uh, his backyard, mm-hmm. his scene. Literally, they, they show up with the camera. Yeah. And he's part of a dream that older Tommy is having. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that when we get yeah. to the fifth. That's up next. Which, is, which goes back to its roots. Yes. I think it's kind of underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll talk about that another time. This made $32 million. Again, on the same kind of budget, $2.5. Uh, it works. It's by far the most comparably made one um, when it comes to the lighting, the gore, the acting, the direction. Everything really does fall into place in this one. It's a decent 80s Friday the 13th sequel film. Yeah, there's Friday the 13th Part 4, there's Friday the 13th Part 2, there's Part 1, and then there's 3, which is far from these. (laughs) Um, But as a whole, to me, the Friday the 13th pretty much kind of stops here. Um, we start going into a whole, whole new world yeah. Um, with a new beginning. But right here is where this franchise, until, quite frankly, Scream came out mm-hmm. and the new reboots of Halloween and the Screams, technically, this was the best four-parter slasher series. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Hands down. Couldn't touch it. But Scream took over and then, yeah. obviously, Halloween ends. Halloween um, rebooted. Well, so. the Freddy sequels were obviously very hugely popular, but they weren't very great quality. No, they they died. Freddy died of the first one. Dream yeah. Warriors was pretty good. Dream Warriors is fun, but it's not really scary or anything. It's more like a fantasy no. film. Yeah, you know, and the wizard and all in his wheelchair and all that shit. You know. Yeah, so we might get to those someday. That'd be kind of interesting. It it actually has some fun scenes. You know, welcome to prime time, bitch. <laughs> you know. know. But we're getting sidetracked. Back to Jason. <laughs> yeah, but I like less is more with my killers. So mm-hmm. Michael and Jason are my number one and two. Mm-hmm. The sign and stalker types. Exactly. And, uh... Well, Freddy yeah. was like that in the first. Nightmare yeah, on Elm Street. They, well, you don't need to... No point. I mean, he took... He, he became a he became a, a stand-up comic. Oh, yeah. Comedy character. Yeah. Wise cracking, you know, and it's, uh, it's jarring, you know. All right, guys, we're going to wrap this one up. We are going to jump to five and six next. Yep. We're going to take a little breather, and we're going to be bringing you uh, Prey, the most talked about, and some people are saying better than the original Predator. Is it? I don't know. 
I guess we'll find out when me and Trevor take a little breather to check it out next week. When we get to the uh, chopper. Oh, my God. Sorry. That is, that is the, the, wow. Again, that's a speech impediment. <laughs> it's a nervous uh, tech. <laughs> uh, get to the chopper. <laughs> huh? Uh, that's pretty good. All right, guys. Uh, listen, this week has been a fantastic with downloads. I don't know what's going on here, but uh, uh, especially Thanks, a lot of catalog. Yeah, a lot of our catalog stuff. So someone's checking us out, and it's all within the UK. Who are you? Mystery. We want to know. Mystery, mystery podcast listener. Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Knowing our luck, it's probably some kind of... Fault you know, in the movie. system. <laughs> yeah, it's, been, it's probably a movie production company wanting to sue us. Ghost in the Machine or something. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is this is Paramount. Who the fuck gave you the right to yeah. use this? Who I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? I don't know. Let's make an example okay. out of them. <laughs> yeah, let's take these two. Eating me, money. Boom. Sister yeah. frame. Fuck them over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it would be martyrs. <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Listen, we do appreciate it. And... Uh, That's a wrap. Take care of yourselves. Have a good one.